Welcome to a special Thanksgiving episode of the Find and Follow podcast. Thanks for joining and tuning in. It's going to be a little bit different today as we hear real-life stories of people giving thanks in 2020. There are so many things to be thankful for, and in our last season, it can be really hard to find those things, but we need to. It's the best thing for our lives, for our souls, and it's what God asks us to do. I just wanted to read a couple of verses. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. And so that today that you would be encouraged, you would be built up, you would be able to remember some of the great things that God has been doing in your life through 2020 and to give him thanks because that's God's will for us. That is what God wants us to do. Verse 16 of chapter 5 of 1 Thessalonians, be joyful always, even in 2020. As God was inspiring Paul to write this, he knew 2020. He knew the seasons of our lives. He knew that it's a choice to choose joy, to choose the way of Jesus, to allow the Spirit of God in us to produce joy and to pray continually, to stay in that tight, connected relationship to God and to give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I wanted to make sure you heard that, to give thanks in all circumstances. Sometimes people hear, Give thanks for all circumstances. That is not God's calling or instruction to us, but to give thanks in all circumstances. That we do go through tough times. There are difficult seasons. There are confusing times. There's hurt and tragedy. But that in the midst of those, that God is still good. That for those that love God, he can take anything and turn it into good. And so I wanted to give you an opportunity to hear a few stories of people who are giving things in all circumstances. So Carl and Karen, your guys' story, it, it wrapped up like this August, right. but it's been a four-year journey yep. uh, to get here. So would you just share your story and what happened and your Thanksgiving through it? Well, first of all... Hold uh, that up nice and, nice and tight. 2020. You know, I saw 2016... And 2020 wasn't anything compared to our 2016. It was um, a life-changing year for us. Um, in, on, you want to put this picture up here? Yeah, yeah, put that picture up there. Yeah. That, that used to be our house right there. Um, my father and I built that in 1990. Uh, he was a builder, and it was, you know, we'd worked up to a place to where the Lord had provided a way, a piece of property that we could build it. Lifelong dream to build something with my dad. He was mm -hmm. a carpenter, and uh, so we so we built that house, and um, we lived in it. And then 2016 hit, and um, in that house, I'd start during the recession. I'd started in a little business, bought a shop, and started the business. Well, the recession hit hard on the business, so I moved my all my business. I'm a sole proprietor, one man. Moved it all into into the house. So you got your, your life is there, your work, your life. My work life. is in the garage. Yeah. The cars are kicked out. Right. So, so got the house, business in the house, kind of cool to just walk out and do your job in, right. the, in the garage and that type of thing. So, um, and, then, and then 2016, August 21st, um, hit, and there was a wildfire. Came roaring up over a hill. Uh, no time to do anything but just jump in the car grandson, dog, wife. And the clothes you had. And the whole, and, and the truck. That's it. 
And, and basically, we're, we're driving off and saying, I'm just praying to the Lord. I'm saying, it's in the hands of you, Lord, and the professional officer. The fire trucks were there, and not knowing what was going to happen. So, so we, we drive off, and, so, and then we're down. You know, we dropped off our grandson. And then we, get a, we go to a subway. You know, we hear the blow by blow, and pretty soon they say, your house is gone. Hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's gone. Everything. And so, There's a picture here of it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, it's gone, gone. So, you know, in a matter of an hour and a half, we were homeless, and I was without a job. So um, we're, Karen and I are in the, it got a motel room that night, and we knew that that was, that was the night it was burning. Hmm. It was like, and so... So we just, we just, you know, because the Lord had given us the house, and we, and we just, we just, all I needed to do was pray like a, like an Old Testament sacrifice prayer, you know, Lord, this is, this is the life that you gave us, you know, we offer it up, receive our life, all the things, everything that you gave us, we give it back to you, mm. and, and we're thankful for that. Yeah, it was, a, it was like a prayer of, of thanksgiving. Wow, basically, and so we just, we just. Didn't know what to do. We just, Lord, it, this is this is our life. Yeah. And we just offer it to you. We're thank, we're thankful. And in those times, but in those times when you don't have anything, it's all burned away. You know, you've got Jesus. Yeah. You've got Jesus. He becomes so real. And, you, and it becomes real. It becomes like, this stuff is is the real stuff. Yeah. All you need is Jesus. And we were, and so, so um. So your house is burned, your job's gone, you're in a hotel room, and Karen, what's your, what's your take on this? Okay, so on the screen is my dad. I'm stand there, standing there with my dad just looking over what happened. And, and this in, is the front of your house? This is the front of our house. Yeah, wow. you're looking at... Yeah, yeah it was. that was, right. The, the you're bricks looking at the front it. where the steps were, yeah. and that little square there was a window to a little bedroom off to the right to our front door. And so everything is just gone. Mm-hmm. And still kind of burning in the basement, too. You saw how everything just burned hours after it had initially... Actually, there were explosions, too. Burned down and exploded. And so anyway, um, in the same week um, that our house burned down, we were told that my dad was terminal with cancer and had a few weeks to live. And so we just laid all of our homelessness aside, just kind of had to leave it there and went to care for my dying father in his last days. So on October 12th, almost two months after our house burned down, we laid my dad to rest. And fortunately, he was a believer. And um, he's now in the presence of the Lord. And on his deathbed, he said, Sis, I've loved you my whole life. Just keep going, keep going. And I knew what he meant. He's always pointed me to Jesus. He just um, was saying in his you know, way that God will never leave you nor forsake you. Just keep going on with God. Don't give up. And so um, this has been a four-year journey. We now have a furnished, outfitted house, which has become, by God's grace, a home. Throughout the process, there were multiple daily provisions, miracles. As the Lord took care of us, we would need to write a book really, truly, to explain all of them. Um, My go-to scriptures come out of the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And in the message it reads, I don't need a thing. So as I'm looking at where my house was, I'm like, Lord, I don't need a thing. I don't need a thing. (laughs) You're there. (laughs) And 
in verse 3, he says he restores my soul. We were, it, it just hurt, you know, it just hurt to see everything that you had just gone. Um, but, you know, he brings healing to our hurts, our pains, and our struggles. And he surely did throughout this whole process continue to do that. And in verse 6, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And in the message, it reads, your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my life. God is our home, our true home. Mm -hmm. Moses wrote in Psalms 91, Lord, through all the generations, you have been our home. So um, our insurance dealings concluded this August, almost four years to date, after our house burned down. And we can truly say with all of our hearts, from our personal experience, that God is loving, kind, and faithful to all of his promises. This whole service, I hear that word promise, promise, promise. He truly keeps all of his promises. His word is true. We can trust him with all of our lives. And I want to ask, if you haven't put your trust in Jesus today, would you do so today? Because you'll never be disappointed. Never. During this Thanksgiving season, we are thankful for his presence, his promises in his word, and the hope of eternal life. And no fire can take those precious things away from us. Mm -hmm. So I just want to close with this scripture out of Romans 8, 35, 37 through 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness, and the message Bible says homelessness as well, or peril or sword? Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. You give a big hand. That's awesome. Yeah, God's a big God. We we appreciate you guys sharing your story. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What did we? What are we? Thank you. We got to show the new house. I was gonna move along. Yeah. Thank you, Karen. Yeah. There's the new house in the same spot, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, give God a big hand. Thank you guys for sharing. We're going to finish our time this morning by hearing one more story of thankfulness. Uh, and so invited Kendra, would you come and share your story? So in 2019, I committed to a mission team visiting Thailand in 2020 um, and convinced my husband, who thought I was crazy, <laughs> to go with me and my two-year-old son. And, uh, Which is kind of crazy. We yeah. all agree. We all, if you go to, yeah. you went to Thailand. I don't know if you said you. If you take a two-year-old to Thailand, you are following Jesus. Yeah. So good on you guys. Yeah. yeah. It took a lot of convincing, but he he joined me. So, um, we prepared through 2019 for the trip, and then about two months before we were to head over, I found out I was pregnant, um, and we decided to see the trip through. Uh, I felt like if God had called us to get this far, um, that everything should be fine. And I really wasn't scared at all to take my son or my husband over there or to go pregnant at all. Busy. Um, we saw the trip through and everything was fine. We, it was really strenuous, really busy. Um, we visited seven cities in 10 days. Yeah. Um, We've got a couple of pictures here of you guys. This is yeah. you guys as a family there in yeah. Thailand. And then 
you worked with a lot of kids. Yep. We've got a couple of pictures there. Yep. We, we visited some um, refugee camps, and we just taught at uh, the local schools and churches and things like that. It was a drug prevention and anti-trafficking campaign that we were on. Um, so anyway, we, we finished up the trip, and it was the day before we were supposed to come home. And we were in Bangkok, and uh, that morning I started experiencing some pretty heavy cramping and, and severe bleeding. Um, and I just, I'm sorry, that was really right. emotional. Yeah. Um, I was crying a lot and just prayed that God wouldn't take my baby from me. You know, we trusted him and came this far, and I trusted that he was not going to take our baby. And I just uh, took some time to pull myself together while my husband took our son down to the lobby. Um, and then we explained to the team what was going on because we had about 20 hours of travel in front of us. Mm. Um, so I asked Craig and the rest of the team to pray with us and just pray that he would put his hands on the baby and protect us and protect me and get us home safe. Um, and we, we touched base in Seattle hours, hours later. The, the pain and, and bleeding persisted through all the flights. Um, but we were able to reach my OB, and she, she confirmed that it did sound like it was a miscarriage. Um, you know, and all this time I was just praying that that God wouldn't take the baby, but I, I felt foolish because, you know, sadly, I mean, women miscarry all the time, and I, why would I be any different, you know? Um, so she confirmed that that's probably what was happening, um, but we reached home and out to our church family and, and, and friends, and they prayed also, you know, that God would have his hands on this baby and, and help us through, um, and we got home, and we made an appointment with OB the very next, the very day that we got home. That morning, we we were on our way to the the OB office, and um, the whole time on the way there, I was just I had the song in my head, "Yes, I will," um, you know, and I just kept thinking that line, "I will," you know, "Lift your name when my heart is heavy," mm-hmm. and it was my heart was heavy. I was not, I did not experience joy, but I knew in that moment I was not going to turn away, you know, or. Um, stop believing or anything like that. I just, and I felt this indescribable sense of love. You know, I was so hurt, but I just felt like I was being loved, you know? And so we went in and we were just prepared for the worst. And she got the sonogram all set up or the ultrasound all set up. And um, my husband held me and I could not even look at the screen. And she gets started and she goes, oh, there it is. There, there's your little one. And she goes, there's this little heartbeat right here. And I, I was like, I didn't even know what to say. I was like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, it looks right there, swimming around as healthy as can be. And we just just broke down. The poor lady probably had no idea, but we just broke into tears. And we just couldn't believe it. I mean, it was, she, she, I said, are you sure he's, it's okay? We didn't know. She said, it was, she said, I'm not one to say, but everything looks fine to me. And so we saw the doctor after and confirmed that, yeah, everything was as a, good as can be. It was a miracle. And um, to this day, there was no explanation for the cramping or bleeding. And it just, it, it, it ended up going away. And um, about six months later, in July, I had the happiest, most peaceful delivery of our baby, Bodhi, and our baby boy. And yeah. Yeah. And so he's here. And so Jeff and Luke, why don't you come on up here and let's give God a big hand. But look at this little guy. Come on now. God's not big, right? Come on.
It's just one of those moments where you're like, no, God's real. God's real. And again, like you said, there's no explanation uh, for that moment, but our God is real, and he carried you guys through and provided for you uh, and have a healthy boy here uh, and took care of you. Yeah, you know what we're talking about. You, yeah, he's giving me the look like, you talking about me? Yeah, buddy. So we just thank you for sharing your story and your continued faith, and we celebrate with you today. And Good job, buddy. Way to, way to make it. So would you give God a big hand and give Kendra a big hand? Wow. It is so encouraging to hear people's stories of how good God is and that they are giving thanks. So I encourage you today to give thanks, to take time to literally praise God by having gratitude in your heart and telling him and expressing that to him, to be continually praying, to share it with other people in your life that maybe you haven't really told a bunch of people something you're grateful for or thankful for, and that we would take the time to express ourselves, to give God honor, to let others know what good thing that we're thankful for. It's so good for our heart, for our soul, for our mind, for our emotions. It's what you and I need. It's the rhythm of our lives that she should be every day, that we're not ignorant of the life in front of us and the difficulties and the stuff that we're facing, but that we're also just filled with a heart of gratitude and that we choose joy and we allow the Spirit of God in us to produce those kinds of things, the love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, gentleness, self-control, as well as choose to have that heart of gratitude and to give God honor and praise and to, to, to be thankful. And so would you take time today and give thanks to God and take time in this season in the next few weeks to develop more of a rhythm in your life to give thanks to our God. You can help people find and follow Jesus by subscribing to the podcast, sharing it with some friends, and leaving a review so it's easier for others to find it. 